Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. First five years, the first five years of one's life has everything to do with how the next 80 years turn out to be. Mm. So that's what we do. That's our mission at Raising Superstars. We help parents realize the full potential of their kids. That's so powerful. When I get home, I'm going to text my mom and ask her what <laughs> she did with me. I came out all right, but like you said, I was never an A student. Welcome back to the show, guys. Got a very special episode. He flew in all the way from India, Raghav Hematsinka. How's it going, man? Very well. Thanks for having me, Sean. Absolutely. I got to say, dude, not a lot of people come here from India. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thanks for having me, and I'm uh, really glad that I could make it. Yeah, so I did some research on you. I saw you were on Shark Tank India, and I was like, whoa, this guy's up to something interesting. So I'd love to hear about your company. Uh, So... I'll just give you a brief introduction for your viewers. Uh, my name is Raghav. I am, I'm a husband. I'm a, a father. And I started a company called Raising Superstars three years ago uh, in the middle of uh, locked inside our houses. Um, and what we do in our company is we, we are a mobile app-based company where we are on a mission to raise an entire new generation of kids mm-hmm. uh, who have the power to be whoever they want to be as they grow up and truly realize their own potential. Mm. Uh, now, the uh, the reason I started the company was uh, through my own personal experiences. So essentially, I grew up in literally the poorest uh, state of India wow. in a remote town. And uh, um, coming to the U.S., or like, you know, so I went to Stanford uh, and you, we used to hear about these universities, Harvard, Stanford, and it used to just sound like a distant dream, like, <laughs> yeah. like going to the moon or something, right? <laughs> uh, but I was fortunate enough to have made it. But uh, throughout my growing up years, uh, what I realized is that I was much, very much a struggler, right? Um, I would put in so much hard work to just to get a little bit of uh, results. Right. Whereas uh, being at institutes like Stanford and even in India, uh, some of uh, some of the schools that I attended, I was surrounded by really smart kids right. who would not put in that much effort <laughs> and st- still get the best grades and you know have all the time for hobbies, etc., sports. And I would always wonder what is it that these guys have that I don't have, right? They come from the same uh, backgrounds. They have the same families. It's not like they have any special genes. And while I was at Stanford, I actually um, discovered, uh, in fact, I, I read or I heard Bill, Bill Gates say that the first five years, the first five years of one's life has everything to do with how the next 80 years turn out to be. Mm. And that just literally blew my mind, right? Like, how is that possible that the first five years could be so important? Mm-hmm. And uh, and that's when I started digging deeper into this whole concept. And what I realized is that 90% of a person's brain gets wired in the first six years of our lives. Wow. 
and that that should scare people that yeah. should scare people the reason it should scare people is because imagine what happens at the age of 6 at the age of 6 is when the child has just started going to school right right and what science says is that even before a child has started going to school 90% of the child's brain is already wired up mm. right which means that if you think about it if you are suppose constructing the eiffel tower or the pyramid and instead of starting with the base foundations you're already at 90% before you get to start <laughs> right yeah it's crazy so so uh, so what that told me is that the first few years are essential for parents to uh, give their children the opportunities their babies their toddlers the opportunities so that the child can realize the full potential wow. in their in their life right so so that's what we do that's our mission at raising superstars we help parents realize the full potential of well, their kids that's so powerful when i get home i'm going to text my mom and ask her <laughs> what she did with me cuz i came out all right but like you said i was never an a student yeah right i had to work hard to even get b's so maybe there were some things the first 6 years she could have done differently <laughs> and now that i'm learning this i'm going to implement that with my kids so that's really powerful Um so how exactly does your app or program train kids the first 6 years what are the activities they're doing So it's actually surprisingly simple right it's very very simple the things that we do uh the way that our model works is that you download the app you sign up for one of our programs the app is for the parent right so it's absolutely screen free for the child uh we tell the parent we give them weekly plans we um tell them give them video instructions so there are videos on a daily basis we tell the parent okay this is what you're going to do mm-hmm. and they just have to go and do that activity with their little baby or toddler or even uh, an older child and it takes less than 5 minutes a day mm-hmm. we have a proprietary framework which we call the prodigy framework which literally encompasses every human skill and ability uh, known to humans uh, known to uh, known to us and we bring it down to the baby level and we try and build the foundations mm. of of the child without any pressure there's no testing there's no benchmarking there's no there's no pressure on on the parent or the child in terms of okay this is the milestone that you have to achieve it's all about giving opportunities so mm-hmm. what we say is that we give you a platform we give you a way to give opportunities to your child and it's it's great if your child picks up 70 out of the 100 opportunities rather than not getting those opportunities at all right right so there's no benchmarking there's no pressure there's no testing absolutely but that's how it works i love that man those testing they, i still have nightmares about some of those testing <laughs> absolutely days, i hated <laughs> i hated tests i hated those you know all night working hard and yeah and the reason i'm doing this in fact the reason that i got into it was because when i became a father i didn't want my my son to struggle like i struggled in life right and uh and uh, when you do these when you put in that 5 minutes a day your child will have it so much easier when they grow up because yeah. they can get their assignments done faster they can just pick up things learn things faster and it's so much less stress as they grow you, you know like how life is right yeah. today in schools high schools college admission etc etc we don't want we don't want that stress right so it's yeah. uh, so yeah it's all about um, um getting rid of 
all of those nightmares that you were talking about. Oh man, about. yeah, it's definitely stressful. Did you have to take the SATs in India? Not in India, but I actually studied here uh, in the US. So yeah. I went to undergrad at Georgia Tech, and then I got my master's at Stanford. So I did take the SATs, <laughs> but uh, to come here, not oh, for man. not that for India. Essay, I, I in fact. Um, uh, took the IIT JEE. That's the exam that we uh, that we have in India for engineering. Yeah, and and I failed that. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, it yeah. So it, it it so I literally failed um, to get into any college in the entire world. Right, like when I was applying to colleges, I didn't get into any college in India. I didn't get into any other college in anywhere in the world except for Georgia Tech. And I was I'm <laughs> really like grateful that Georgia Tech accepted me. Yeah, and it was. Yeah, I was going through some some bad times uh, back in the day, but but yeah, um, so that's that's like some uh, the genesis of where all of this began because I didn't want anybody to go to go through all that. Yeah, it's a big change. Now, is it true you can raise a baby's IQ? Because it's been previously thought that IQ was a set number and you couldn't raise it. Um. Well, so that's a. Uh, that's a difficult question to answer because uh, IQ by itself can I don't think it can be tested when uh, at, uh, at a level of a baby or a toddler, mm. right? Uh, so it's it's difficult to answer whether you can raise the IQ of a child, but what you can do is um, you can look at a- anecdotal data. To see if it makes sense to you. So if you uh, if you allow me, I can explain. Yeah. Right. So let me ask you a different question. Uh, so if you if uh, can you speak Russian or Japanese? No. no. Right. If you had to learn Russian or Japanese at today's age, in today's uh, at your age, right? Do you think you could be fluent, like native level fluent? It would take years. And you would probably still not get there, right? right? In fact, it's said that there are uh, some words in Japanese, which if you were not born in Japan or lived in Japan before the age of nine months, mm-hmm. you would never be able to say those words with the correct um, native fluency. Wow. Right? So what this means is that, uh, but babies, babies and toddlers, they can learn multiple languages and they can learn it so fast within a few months at that age and nobody's even teaching them. They're just like picking up things, right? Yeah. Uh, So what this means is that whether you can raise IQ or not, we don't know. But there are things that, uh, that babies and toddlers can learn, which adults cannot, right? Uh, And there's a whole scientific process to it. Um, uh, so, if you'll allow me, I can quickly explain how this yeah, how I'd this love works. To hear that. So, the scientific process is essentially that when a baby is born, every baby at birth, right? We say that every baby is born a genius, but not just that. Every baby, every healthy baby at birth, has more potential than any other person who has ever lived on planet Earth. Mm. Whether it's Leonardo da Vinci, whether it's Einstein, whether it's LeBron James, any other person who has ever lived on planet Earth, right? So the way it works is that a a baby has 100 billion neurons inside their brain, right? Mm -hmm. And these neurons are basically like brain cells, but they are not connected with each other. It's like a blank slate, right? It's not connected. 
as the baby comes into the world, everything is new to them. So they're listening to new sounds, they're seeing new sights, they're new smells, and the brain cells start firing, right? Yeah. And they start forming connections, which are called synapses. Mm -hmm. And the, it quickly becomes very, very dense inside their brain. And this happens for the first two years. But after a while, as the baby starts growing older, the brain becomes very convoluted. It, became, it becomes really messy and it doesn't like that. Mm. So it wants to become efficient. So what the brain starts doing is it starts cutting off these synapses. Wow. Which is called uh, synaptic pruning. So that's the process. It starts cutting off these synapses, which is essentially like your brain is now getting wired into what it would be as you grow older, right? So it's almost like you are losing abilities that did not get developed at that age, mm. right? Mm -hmm. So if you can provide your child the right opportunities um, and build that foundation so that the right kind of synapses are retained or are created, then as they grow older, they'll find that natural ability to, uh, to sort of achieve, to uh, sort of learn anything that they want. Right. Wow, that's fascinating. So your kids are going to be geniuses. Absolutely not. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, no testing. And uh, what we always say is that we provide opportunities. It's up to the child how much they, uh, they pick up, what they want to be, right? Uh, so there is, yeah, no pressure on any baby anywhere in the world to be a genius. Wow. That's interesting that you have this point of view because I know Asians and Indians take education testing yeah. very seriously. Yeah. But it seems like you have sort of a different approach to testing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think so. Like, um, and a lot of it has to come from my own personal experiences, right? Like, I, I hated testing. I hated that pressure. I, I, few years of my life was like really, really terrible, really right. dreadful, right? I didn't get anywhere. I didn't get into admissions into college, and it didn't really help me, mm -hmm. right? Um, so yeah, so it does come from those personal experiences. But talking about Indians and Asian parents, uh, I mean. So I was looking through some data, right? Um, Indians in America, for example, are doing really well. If right. you see their income levels, it's twice of the national. Yeah. The Indian community has twice the national average in income. 80% uh, of Indians in America have at least a four-year degree. A um, lot of, uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're punching above their weight in a lot of things. And I think it does come down to the the family structure, the parenting styles, etc. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it is to do with uh, with necessarily testing or uh, or achieving something. I think um, what Indian parents what they've realized I don't I don't know if they consciously know it, mm -hmm. but what they've realized is that with babies with kids, what is important is to uh, to respect every feeling of the child, but not every behavior, mm. right? So impo it's important that every feeling of the child is recognized as empathy towards it, but it does not mean that we will, uh, we will allow for every behavior, mm. right? Uh, so after all, they're still a child. Right. There's a reason they cannot vote, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh, uh, so it is the job of the parent to guide them. There is, of course, in uh, in Indian and Asian cultures, there's a lot of family bonding, right. uh, those relationship building, those selflessness, uh, that sacrifice. So all of those things go into uh, 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 into raising the child. I think. Yeah, I think in America, I saw this chart that you were talking about income by race. Wasn't India number one? 
Yeah. So yeah, uh, I think so. So it, uh, from from what I saw, it's hundred twenty thousand uh, dollars per year for Indians, and then the next one was at ninety five. Yeah, huge I, gap, man. Yeah, I mean, I don't. Yeah, I I don't think it. Uh, I don't see it as an Indian versus non-Indian or any other race. It, it, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's it's that big a deal. Yeah, but yeah. there must be some type of correlation between the education component because they take it very seriously, and now they're also making the most money. Yeah, well, um, historically, we've not been a very uh, rich country as well, uh, and uh, one of the ways for people to get out of their current situation is through education. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of parents, um, and this is just like from personal experience, I can tell you a lot of parents uh, see their, their child as also being a, being a, a way to um, achieve dreams that they themselves couldn't achieve, right? right. Because they feel that they're stuck in a, a sort of, a, a, sort of a, a life where they have a ceiling to how much more they can achieve. Yeah. Uh, and th- there's no way to go beyond that. But I think that's also changing in India now because uh, last 15 to 20 years there's been a lot of growth, there's been a lot of development. But but yeah, traditionally, uh, India has had that uh, disadvantage in the past. Yeah, that makes sense. Why did you decide to go back to India? You studied at Stanford. Did yeah. you not want to stay in America after? Well, for me, it was... Uh, so I'm very, very close to my family. Yeah. Uh, and I think... I had equal opportunities in India as well, mm. um, professionally speaking, but mainly uh, to be, I have a very large family as well, to, but mainly to be close to to family uh, and then be able to do something back in my home country, uh, uh, taking the education that I have, uh, trying to see. So Stanford, I mean, one thing if Stanford teaches you is that uh, it's possible for ordinary people to do extraordinary things. Mm. And uh, and I'm trying to contribute in my own way. That's cool. Yeah. Where was the uh, where was the food better at? US or India? <laughs> <laughs> oh India has great food. <laughs> yeah. I've heard, I've heard. I've only had American so, Indian so, food. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've had like American Indian food and it's good. I can't even imagine how good it is there. Yeah, well, India has great food everywhere, yeah. and it's um, it's also different in different parts of India. Surprise. I've heard that, yeah. yeah. North so India, you, yeah, even like yeah, I mean, even different cities have different food, right? right. You know, like, because uh, I moved cities within India as well, and I didn't know this that it's different. <laughs> and I moved cities, and I'm like, whoa, <laughs> it's <crazy>. different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't taste the same. So you mentioned you grew up in a poor city, but now you're in a better. city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, um, yeah, when I was growing up, we were in uh, in, uh, in the poorest state in in India. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that my family was was poor poor, but uh, we were in the poorest state uh, of India. Mm-hmm. And uh, but then I ended up going to schools, high schools in uh, in the bigger cities. Got it. And yeah. that was able to help get your family out of poverty. Uh, no, so as I said, my family was not necessarily like uh, poor poor. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, my fa- uh, my dad also had uh, challenging uh, life in the initial years, but he did he did well later on. Nice. Yeah. What was it like going on Shark Tank? Because that's one of my favorite shows, man. That's that's awesome that you went on there. So uh, Shark Tank was unbelievably amazing. It was fun, but I think most importantly um, for Shark Tank, 
see the, the the thing that we're trying to do right it's something which which sounds too good to be true yeah uh, when i say that oh you can unlock your child's hidden potential you can awaken your child's unconscious genius uh these kind of things right it just sounds like okay is it a scam <laughs> is it yeah. uh um, is it a gimmick what is it right uh but i the reason that we use these words is to literally shake the parent up to pay attention because mm-hmm. it's important there's a small window of opportunity before the child grows up and then they they lose that that window and it's scientifically proven that it's real right uh but people have these uh, have these doubts when you go on a platform like shark tank a it gives you immediate visibility so shark tank in india is by the way is hugely popular it's a it's very mainstream it's commercial uh so it's not like a niche sort of a show right so it gives you that platform that publicity and that credibility as well so we got couple of our toddlers uh, who've done our programs come on the show mm-hmm. uh, and they showed uh the entire country what uh, a few months of our program could unlock for them right wow that's cool yeah so they they showed it live on the show and uh and it gave gave us that sort of credibility and we also ended up getting one of the largest deals uh on the show in that season wow so what was the deal um so i mean oh uh, i would have to convert <laughs> oh it's it's different currency yeah okay. different currency but uh but overall it was just an un- unbelievable experience it's yeah. a huge big sh- a big <laughs> grand production and yeah how nervous were you were you f- I was <laughs> <laughs> so it's completely like unrehearsed and it's uh, it's yeah so it, you don't you've not met the sharks before and you don't know what's going to happen right so they give you literally like a 3 minute intro pitch mm-hmm. that is that is scripted that you can rehearse and then you can just say it and then it's unscripted right got it it took me like l- forever to learn my, my script <laughs> because i'm just so bad at memorizing yeah. but so yeah i was super nervous and then there were some glitches in it during filming uh, so we had to like redo it ah i was really nervous but it was fun that's awesome yeah what do you plan on uh using the money for and uh so no so this was uh, two years ago uh, and we've also raised um, more uh rounds of money from other investors nice. after that uh and our our goal is to take our company global right so we already have customers from 150 countries now wow yeah so we're a three year old company um as i was saying we started during but we have customers around the world uh and yeah our our mission is to continue to grow and to literally like uh, educate a, an entire generation of parents mm-hmm. to uh to sort of raise their kids with the knowledge that the first 5 to 6 years are so important yeah and then if they're not doing anything about it it's their own conscious choice right. at least we want that education to go out there so that parents know about it we want uh, we w- we want that message to go there that's such a powerful message right because most people don't even know about that yeah. the 6 years i didn't i didn't know about it until i knew about it uh, after you had your kid or uh, no so, <laughs> so so yeah so um right at the time that i had my kid right and it was just such a sort of um nervous sort of a phase um where i was like okay i want to be able to do everything i can mm-hmm. for my child um and that's when i started learning about it start uh, start uh, digging deeper and of course now our company has lot of experts we uh, we have like a whole team that that plans the programs mm-hmm. we partner with a lot of people as well uh, but at that time i had to self educate myself on what is going on inside the child's mind right 
Yeah. Now, how do you feel about you know homeschooling versus public education? Do you have any opinion on which is better? Um. So, uh, homeschooling can be better, but it's a huge commitment, right. and it's of course not for everybody, right? Uh, so, so unless you are ready to to do that, it's like it's almost like professional parenting. So yeah. your profession becomes your parenting, right? If most, it's not for most people. Mm-hmm. Let's let's put it like that, right? And traditional schools also have their own advantages because they can. When you have more kids, you can provide more infrastructure, more opportunities. You have that social angle, social aspects, sports. Uh, extracurriculars, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which yeah. uh, which homeschools can miss out on. Uh, in our programs, our programs are only five minutes a day, right? So, so it's not a school replacement. Mm-hmm. It's not an alternative to schools. It's just five minutes a day. So we we encourage parents to ch- send their kids to school, but also put in that five to ten minutes in a day to uh, uh, to make sure that all bases are covered. Yeah, that's nothing. It's it's crazy how quick those babies can learn. Just five minutes a day is all they need. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it has to do also do with um, with how their brains are structured, right? So, so do you know the how uh, what's a left brain versus right brain? Logical versus like imaginary. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So we so any person who is a little bit on the creative side, right? So somebody who is like a good artist or a musician, we say, oh this person is right-brained. Mm. But actually, biologically speaking, that's not true. Hmm. Biologically speaking, every adult human being is left-brained. Really? Yeah. There could be lit- there, there could be more right-brained in comparison to other adults, but they are all left-brained. Wow. But a child, a baby, a toddler is right-brained when they're born. Right. And if you think about it, it makes absolute sense why that is. So left brain, as you rightly said, it's a logical, analytical brain where you reason through experience. Right. Mm. Right brain is abstract thinking. Right. Um, uh, uh, Without sort of any logical analysis. It makes sense because if you think about it, when a human baby is born Mm -hmm. and if they have to think, how would they think if they have to think through experience? They don't have any experience, right? right. right? Yeah. They, they cannot make any logical uh, conclusion or analysis. So they have to be right-brained. Mm-hmm. Uh, if they weren't, we would not have survived as a species for so long, <laughs> yeah. right? So, so babies and toddlers are right-brained, adults are left-brained. Now, think about who makes the curriculum for kids, adults, right? Right. But so a left brain person is making the curriculum for a right brain person. Mm. It never works. It doesn't work, which is why education starts at six years of age when the child has started to become left brain. So that is when they start. The adult can connect with the child. Okay, now you're making sense. Before that, the only thing, there are only two things that works with a baby, which parents do. Mm -hmm. Music and um, art. Right. Right. Nothing else, because uh, uh, music and art are both right brain activities, right? They're creative. Yeah. And a parent is able to relate with the child, and the child is able to relate back to the parent in music and art. But everything else, the parent doesn't know how to teach problem solving to a baby or a toddler. They mm-hmm. don't know, because they're thinking left brain, and the child completely rejects that. Yeah. Right? Wow, so, that's so fascinating. Yeah, I, never, I always thought I was right brain, because I was logical. No, so uh, you, uh, logical. Or is that would, left brain? Logical would be left brain. Yeah. Oh, got it. Yeah, I always thought I was that, and then I always thought 
my girlfriend was uh, the other one because she's more creative and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. we're both the same apparently. No, so she she would be more right brain, but biologically speaking, in the correct terminology, all adults would be left brain. Got yeah. it. Wow. Yeah. Ragav, it's been fun, man. Learned a lot. Can't wait to to use some of this when I have my kid, man. I'm excited. <laughs> I'll definitely be a customer. Anything you want to close off with or promote? Uh, no, thank you so much, Sean. Uh, and yeah, uh, our uh, progr- uh, programs are listed on our website. It's www.raisingsuperstars.com. So if you guys want to check it out, uh, please do so. And uh, it's been great uh, coming on your show. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Safe flight back, man. Thanks for coming on and thanks for watching, guys. See you next time. <laughs>